Hi, my name is Dr. Sarah Adams. I am a board-certified pediatrician, but I'm not your pediatrician. Feel free to use my podcast as helpful information, but in no way do I intend my podcast to replace the advice of your physician. Your physician knows you and is in the best position to provide medical advice. Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah, where we're learning to grow up together. I have a very special guest. Her name is Lauren Nanny, and she's a certified life coach and also has a master's degree in occupational therapy. Lauren owns Life Coaching with Lauren, where she focuses on helping women and men too create and live lives they love. She developed her love of coaching at a young age, although she didn't know what it was necessarily called at the time. She felt the profound impacts on her own life and knew she wanted to give back in a similar way. Lauren's mission today is to promote the possibility, show people that they are not stuck where they are, and the option to create a new path is always available. Thank you, Lauren, for being with me today. Oh my gosh. Hi, of course. This is so fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's um, it's fun to put on the headphones and just um, sit across the table and we're going to have a good night and yeah. just have a great conversation. So we always hear that word life coach, and I'm sure you get this question all the time. What exactly is a life coach? Yeah, for sure. Most importantly, right? Like what am I? What do I do? <laughs> but so this is a great way to think about it. And just to keep it straightforward, like think of a life coach as an architect, right? Like we're going to help you create something new. We're going to help you build that path. And whether that's from scratch, whether that's from, you know, needing to work through some blocks, some hurdles, you've already made good progress, but you want to get there faster, you know, just paving that way and taking those necessary steps to make it a reality. And, and I love that because of the fact that, you know, in my previous podcast and even in my own practice, so much it's like we we tell them you need to do this, you need to do this, set a routine, you know, make sure your, your family's eating right, make sure you're exercising so that you can be an example and a and a health leader for your family. But we don't always talk about exactly how do we take those first steps? How, where do we go from here? And I would love to hear what your suggestions about are about promoting those possibilities and um, creating the the dreams that families have, not just for themselves, but for their their whole family. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the best things about a life coach is that they put you in the driver's seat of your life. So when you you know, you have good intentions, but you just maybe feel overwhelmed by all the things you want to work on. Like you as an adult, you as just a person. And then you have other people, whether it's like your spouse, your partner, your kids. So it's really about like getting clear. Like that's where I always say to start, like, let's just get clear on what you want to work on, right? Like, why are you here? Why did you come to this call today? And I recently heard this analogy and I thought it was really great and probably makes sense to a lot of people out there. It's called the tangled necklace, right? So you have like all these necklaces and they're all tangled and it's like the worst thing in the world if you've ever experienced that. And, and I have. Yeah, <laughs> same, like countless times. And you really go through like one by one and you start to like untangle it, 
right? And so when you have all these ideas of what you want to work on, you know, get them untangled, get them on paper first and see them for what they are and then decide like, what do I want to do with this? And then you build goals from there, right? And you really get clear on what those goals look like. And if you're like, I don't know where to start, right? Like the best question is like, what, like out of this whole list, which one would have the greatest impact on my life? Right. And not just an impact today, but maybe three months from now, three years from now. I know one thing that you had suggested for me is journaling and working through questions and and finding kind of avenues to, to do that. And it was interesting because one thing, one journal that I had used, it said in like set the timer and write down everything you would love to accomplish, like, uh, like untangle. And it's almost like set up all of those different necklaces. And then it said, okay, if you only had a year, circle the ones, or if you only had a month, Mm -hmm. circle those. So Mm -hmm. take me through that a little bit. Like, how do you guide people on, again, where to start and then where to see the future too? Yeah. So I take most of my people, like when we start working together, I'm like, all right, go from a year from now, like go out, You know, what do you look like at that level at that time and place? You know, and some people like that's very easy. Like, I know what I want. Like, I want to do this. I want to create this. And others, it's not as simple. But whatever the most clarity or as as clear as we can get, that is helpful. Right. So then you work backwards. It's like, all right, if we know that this is your long term goal, you know, how do we bring that in? How do we get that closer to now? Because what we're essentially doing is we're bridging the gap. I don't like I'm somebody on here might have heard that term, but like this is where you're at. Think of like Ohio mm-hmm. and then say you want to do a road trip to L.A., all those states in the middle. Like that's the gap we have to bridge, you know, and so it's like you see where you want to be. Then how do we chunk it down and make it smaller? Yeah. So you get there. Yeah, exactly. Because if we think like, oh, this is a big road trip. It's going to take days. It's going to take time. It's going to take money, you know when we speak in those totalities almost like these really grandiose ideas, even though they're meant to help us, sometimes our brain wants to freak out and be like, I don't know how we're going to do that. Don't go there. Yeah. Forget (laughs) it. It's just, I can't do it. (laughs) We're not getting in the car, but, and it's really think it, they, the brain thinks it's helping you, but really like that's just, it's innate like habit. And it's really not like, no, I'm okay right now. So you just got to answer it. You know, having those thoughts like that doubt, that uncertainty, or it, it's normal. It really is normal. And that's another piece of like where a coach comes in. It's like they help check that story. Right. And so it's like day by day, you know, week by week, decision by decision. And then where would you be a year from now? So you're kind of creating, creating your story, where your story is now, where you want it to go. And then all the chapters in between. Mm-hmm. That's another way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's not about getting hung up so much on the how, like, how are we going to do it? You know, it's like, let's get clear on like why you want to do it. The why. Yeah. Because you've got to attach so much meaning to this. Like there's a greater purpose here, you know, in anything like, why do you want to start a business? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to move out there? Well, what, what do you believe that will do for you? You know, and why is that important? Because like the reality is there will be days where it feels hard. You know, it feels like I'd rather just not, but I'm not doing it to send the email or drive the 13 hours. Like I'm doing it to help people to live a life of fulfillment. I'm doing it to feel confident, to feel good about myself, right? 
And so when you attach that, that pulls you forward. Because if you get hung up on the how, like, why would you know how to do it? You've never done it before. <laughs> right? And then, like, when people are like, well, how are you going to do it? They're, and you're like, I don't know. And then the brain's going to go, see, don't go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, it's really about, like, knowing where you want to go and letting the path unfold and just, like, allowing it. So I have told a couple people this story about I really wanted to find a platform where I could really reach more people to help empower parents, caregivers to really work on themselves and get themselves to a place where they can then that trickles down into the family. And it's hard because in my time in my office, it's very difficult to do. So this was a goal, a dream I had, but I didn't really know how mm-hmm. or what or what platform. And literally, like you said, sometimes you just have to let it unfold. I created the idea. I talked about my why. And then one day I was driving past Pod Populi here at the podcast studio that we're in right now. <laughs> it's so cool. And I looked in the window and was like, a podcast, you know, and so that's an example of literally it just unfolded like that. And yeah. but I had to really get clear about what I wanted and I had to develop my why because then I could go that next step. So I see how that works. See? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you knew why you wanted to do it and then an opportunity presented itself. But like had you not been open and aware, maybe you would have missed it altogether. But it comes around with so much about what we think. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say this before about thoughts and, you know, how things can be neutral and it's really what we make of it. So expand on that a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Oh, where to start? So, you know, what can put you more in the driver's seat, per se, of your life is getting clear on what you're thinking and realizing those thoughts, you get to decide what you do with them, right? And how often you think them and if you want to believe them. You know, so I operate under the under the the platform of thoughts create things. And if you've heard that before, you might be like, what the actual blank does that mean? <laughs> right? Or like, yeah, 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 I totally get it. But the whole idea here is that thoughts will create your feelings. And then your feelings will drive your actions, like the action steps, right? And they tell you to take massive action. Be consistent with your actions. And then those actions create results. But like what's really interesting about that is before things is something called like a circumstance or a neutral activity or whatever it might be. And we as humans, you know, I think just how we were taught to think or not taught to think maybe is that we attribute our feelings to that circumstance. So that circumstance could be, you know, the money in your bank account can be your boss. You know, it can be the weather. And we think that those circumstances are what is driving our feelings, which kind of puts us out of control. Okay. But when we realize it's what we want to think about those those things. Yeah. Um, the, that's where our feelings are coming from. So we get to decide what we make it mean. And, you know, for anyone that follows the life coach school, they talk about the model. And, you know, what I basically described there was how, 
you know, they describe the model in a very, you know, strategic way, in a very simplified manner to show you how thoughts create things. But open up any personal development book and you will find the same theme over and over said differently. You know, that's what I noticed. It's just like, wow, everybody keeps talking about this, so I should get curious about it. So like thoughts create things and the way you feel is a good indicator of what you're thinking. So right now, an example that I'm I'm thinking about is for me personally, I getting up and, you know, the alarm goes off and getting out of bed. And so that is a circumstance. It's a thing. The alarm goes off. I need to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts, you know, very often are, I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to stay in <laughs> yeah. bed. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it's, it's like getting that rise and shine versus rise and wine. I love that expression. That's a good one. And so it, it, it really comes down to how you think about it. So I could hear the alarm, which is just a thing, mm -hmm. a circumstance, and I could get really sad about it yeah. and be like, oh, now I have to get out of bed. Or I can hear the alarm and be really motivated. Like I get to have a great day today. Yeah, absolutely. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to jump like to right to like, yes, I'm so happy my alarm is going <laughs> off at like 5 a.m. Right. But like, what could a thought be that you believe that's going to create a feeling that will drive an action that gets the result of you getting out of bed, right? Like we don't have to jump to everything is perfect and I'm so happy and I'm so awake, but just build it up, right? Like move up that ladder. What's a thought that's believable, that feels good, that feels even that much better than, than not liking that. Yeah. Know? Then like, oh no, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> So let's say somebody is really wants to change their situation. Maybe it's they're working, but they really want to stay home with their kids, or maybe they're home with their kids, but they'd like to get do something else, or even just trying to help kids go through this process. You know, I let's let's actually go there. Yeah. Because I think that you even mentioned to me once that there's some things you wish you would have known mm -hmm. about, you know, about thoughts and feelings and circumstances and that ladder and that you, that maybe it would have made a difference in your life. So what can we do to help kids kind of also change their thoughts about things? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have any kids myself, but I certainly remember being a kid and I just had a lot of emotions, right? Like I had a lot of feelings and, you know, naturally because I had to work through a lot of the negative ones. Um, I remember those the most and like, you know, school, like I was always so anxious, like I had to get the good grades or I was overwhelmed or I worried like at a really young age. And, you know, at the time I really felt like that was truth. Like nobody taught me and like no fault to anyone around me. I just think it's no. like what you know at the time. And no one taught me that what I'm feeling is related to what I'm thinking. And that's not necessarily true. Like you get to decide what you want to think about and what you believe. And I wish I just would have known that. And it took me a good amount of time. You know, like I was pretty young having those thoughts and feelings. And like once I grew up, I was like, oh, like this isn't factual. This is just an opinion. But when like or just, you know, a circum, like not even a circumstance, just something I was experiencing over and over. So it felt really real. 
So if I could just get to the place where one to like, you know, express my emotions, kind of understand them and then just be guided to see one, can you be aware that like your feelings are created by your thoughts? Right. Cause that's the whole idea of it is to one, get in a place of awareness. Okay. So that we're not running like unconscious, whether you're a kid or you're an adult, but then like, if you want to move to being an intent to being intentional, it's like, okay, now, like if I want to create, if I want to have something, what do I have to think? And you know, how do we want to explain that to kids? You know, that's something to think about, but even just like opening them up to the thought literally that it's okay that you feel this way. It's no right or wrong. Right. But like one, let's explore maybe why do you feel this way? You know, what are you thinking? What are you believing? What got them to that point that made them feel that way? Yeah, exactly. Just like having a space to work through it. Cause like, I just remember having like all those feelings and like, you never know what to do with them. Right. And you're just like, you feel like it's real. And of course your feelings are real, but it's like, it's coming from a thought that you really believe And that part might not be real. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a reality that you've made Mm -hmm. just based on your thoughts and then your feelings. And then when I talk to parents about just even changing behavior for, you know, their kids is that, you know, their feelings aren't right or wrong, but it's the actions that they take. Mm -hmm. But but you're even saying, let's go one step before that. And what was their thought? You know, and that could even go with toddlers if you think about it. You know, if there's a child that's hitting or they're angry and they hit, Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, I don't like it when you hit, then that doesn't really, you know, we have to empathize with them and say, you know, you're not allowed to hit. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed to be mad, but the action you took is not appropriate. But let's figure out like, what, what made you mad? You know, like what was the thought that got that child to the point where they were so angry they had to hit their sibling, you know? Yes. And like my, like the first thought that comes to mind is like they probably wanted something, like they wanted a specific result and they thought that, okay, this isn't fair. Like I should have it. And then maybe they felt angry. And so they, they acted out, they hit, they screamed. And then, you know, it didn't result in what they wanted. Right. Because whenever you whenever you think you should get something, you end up not getting it. (laughs) Well, and adult, we feel that way, too. hundred percent. And I'm speaking more so from an adult standpoint. But if I could can only assume that maybe that's what's going on in like a a child's mind. Absolutely. And I think that what we need to teach ourselves is not just is is that just to reiterate that is that our the things create thoughts and our thoughts create Feelings. Am I saying that right? Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create and drive actions. your actions. Okay. And so if if we're, you know, trying to help others, whether, and it could even be a spouse, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this could go with any kind of relationship, um, including the drama. I know you've said this in the past, like even our self drama that yes. we go through our own mind. Yes. So it, it's, it's individual, but it's, it, it, it affects our relationships. It affects our ability to respond to, to even our kids. Mm -hmm. So like, again, you know, kids are fighting. You we react. Yes. Again, it's like, okay, thoughts created feelings and then our actions, but maybe what we need to figure out is like empathize with them a little bit. I'm not saying like, we're not going to let them take responsibility because they need to for their actions, but let's go backwards so that that action doesn't happen again. Yeah. 
And it's about having compassion for yourself as a parent and as an adult, realizing that like you are also just navigating and figuring it out as you go. Right. And you can only actually control yourself. So it's like, how do you want to think about this? So you can feel whatever feeling you like desire, you know, maybe you have to work up to it, but is it peace? Is it contentment? Is it joy? Like, what is it? But realizing like, okay, let's take care of you so that you can show up more fully, show up more prepared, show up more whole to your family. Right. Because I say this all the time. It just, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we're not talking about not taking responsibility for your own actions or teaching others to take responsibility for theirs, but it's really getting to, you know, the root cause, mm-hmm. like where, where did that thought come from and, and how do we, where do we go from there? What do you find as a life coach is the biggest challenge when you work with others? What are the roadblocks that maybe we as humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> as individuals create for ourselves? Yeah, that is such a good question. You know, right off the bat, you know, my first thought is that, you know, we as humans can be really attached to our stories, right? And so when someone comes in and tries to shake it up a bit, right, because we have this story and it's not serving us and we want to create something new, it's like, well, no, that was, that is true about me. But it's like, when did we decide that, right? And so it's, a, it's about getting uncomfortable, you know, and oftentimes, you know, my clients, it's like the first time that they've worked with somebody or like opened up in such a way. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going here right now. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. And it's really, you know, being okay with the, un- like getting uncomfortable because that's the growth. And then the second, like the twofold to that is like, while you're getting uncomfortable, like that's a good sign that it's working. And often, you know, we want to say like, oh my God, everything is falling apart. This isn't, this is going wrong, but you're literally going to a place that you have never been and your brain is freaking out. It's literally scared. It hates everything about it and it wants you to turn around. And I mean, I have that inner critic. I know that so many people have that voice that just pops up always at the right time, Mm -hmm. you know, try to convince you to kind of like take a step back. This is wrong. You're going to fail. Right. And so it's like, okay, that can be here and we can still go forward. You know, we can answer it. We can put it on the shelf. We can pause it. You know, we can delete it. Like whatever we need to do. There's so many options, but it's, it's going to be there at every level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes it's going to be louder, more quiet. Don't take that as a bad sign. And, you know, we all have goals, right? I'd like to think. And putting things in the right timeline. Because, you know, then we want to create these short timelines and then say, well, it didn't work. Well, it's like, well, what if we put it in a bigger timeline, a more appropriate timeline? You know, how can we then stretch ourselves? How can we grow? How can we keep showing up? Because like the funny thing about goals and I've heard it before and I never liked it. And then I experienced it is like, yeah, goals is not necessarily like about achieving them, but it's about who you become in the process. Oh, say that again. Goals (laughs) are not necessarily about achieving them but it's about who you become in the process. Because it, you, as you're going through the process, you might actually find yourself in a different direction. Mm-hmm. The why might be the same, mm-hmm. but you, you know, it's, it, you have to go through the process and, and then really find where 
you should be. And, and cause sometimes, you know, especially I, I talk to a lot of kids that are going into college, for example, and it's amazing to me. Some of them know right off the bat what they want to be, what they want to do. And others, it, it takes years sometimes, yeah. you know, and even as adults, we're, we're constantly growing and changing and it would be so boring if we weren't. Right. And so it's necessary to go through that process and, and take the steps because if you don't, you might find, you might not get to observe or be involved in opportunities that maybe you didn't even think of. Yes, Absolutely. Things always make sense in retrospect, right? Like when we look back, like, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah, armchair quarterback, or what is it? Uh, not, well, there's armchair quarterback when you're watching it as it's going along. And that's another roadblock I would imagine too, is that you're, the fear of criticism. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, like I want to do this. I want to make these changes. I want to do this for my family. I want to do this for myself. And then there's always that not just feel it. I'm not talking about failure, but also what are others going to think mm-hmm. about what I'm doing and, um, you know, and how that thought you've got to change that thought. Yeah. And realize that this is, it's you're this is, you're the driver, like you said, and they could come along or they yeah. could wave you goodbye. Yeah, literally. And that's a thought like along those lines, like criticism, failure, I tend to answer those. So I'm like, okay, what if people judge me? What if I fail? And I, I say like, I am allowing the criticism for the greater good, right? Like I'm allowing the failure because I'm never going to stop, right? Like I allow it. I'm here for it. And it's just part of my story. It's not the end result. Cause I mean, you, people really probably have a ton of things to say about anything and that's okay. Right. Like when we get okay with it, like, yeah, I mean, sure. Some things might sting, but it doesn't mean anything about me. Right. Yeah. No, that is right. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm willing to allow it because I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep preaching and teaching and coaching. I know. I think I read, you know, you only fail if you, if you, you know, fail to keep going. And so there really is no failure if you think about it, because if you're continuing to work towards, you know, even just getting through one day, mm-hmm. then that's a success. That's a win. Yeah. And think about it. Like if people are talking about you or they're not supporting you, like they are operating off of their own perceived reality. So they're just choosing thoughts that they think are true and it doesn't make it true. Right. right? Like there's there could be so many reasons that they think that. And I can guarantee that none of them have anything to do with you. <laughs> and that's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. And we really have to remember that because sometimes, I mean, maybe it's like you have a dream to travel mm-hmm. and you, you know, you plan, you've got your why, like you said, you'd go through the process and, you know, it. sometimes people, you know, kind of criticize that. Yeah. And, uh, it's okay if you want to be home. I'm okay with that. If you want to go see the world, I'm cool with that too, because you're right. It really doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. And the more you step out and the more you kind of move into the unknown and you create for yourself, what might not look like somebody else's plan for you, it just puts you in a space. You're more in the spotlight. And so it's like, so you welcome, you know, the cheers and you welcome like people patting you on the back, but also like knowing that, you know, it's always a twofold, right? Like there could be that coming in as well and it, that's okay it's it, that's part of the uncomfortable oh gosh yeah yeah 
So many, yeah, so many pieces to that. What happens when people are, are, you know, are going and they're motivated and they're, they're just, things seem to be going right. And I'm sure you've heard this before that, you know, they kind of lose that motivation. I always said, if I could create a medicine (laughs) (laughs) that was like specifically gave people motivation, but it's really not about motivation. It's really about just, um, I think more the why, I don't know. You tell me, what do you think? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts about just even the word motivation and what it means? Yeah. You know, I guess my first question would be like, can it be okay that you might not always feel motivated? Right. Cause then we get in this like cyclical, like I should be motivated and I'm not. And what's this mean about me? And like, can we, can it be okay that in this moment you are not motivated, but do it anyway. Yeah. Do it anyways. <laughs> Check in. Like, why do you feel like you should be, why do you feel like you should be motivated? What's behind that? You know, is it time to like that you need a break? Do you need to just take this day, take this hour, right? Like, let's really get clear. If we keep feeling like we should be, we should be, we should be, you know, shoulds don't ever help us because we're not, we shouldn't be motivated because we are not in this moment. So let's just, okay, let's figure out why not. Right. And then, you know, on the other half of the coin, it's like, all right, like how can you get re-motivated? You know, what do you do to get yourself in that state? You know, why are you doing it? Like, what's your mission? What's your goal? You know, it's not about creating money. You know what I mean? It's about serving the people. It's not about losing the weight. It's, you know, feeling good in your skin. It's whatever your deeper reasons are, you know, to show up and look great at a wedding to um, like, what else? Like to be like the best mom you can be for your kids. Like there's a bigger reason behind it. And sometimes we just need to pull those images in real close, blow them up on the movie screen of your mind and lock in. Right. Like a toolbox. I think one time when you and I chatted, you mentioned write down your whys. And then when you're in a situation where you're questioning it, go into that toolbox of whys mm-hmm. and, and pull one out and realize, okay, yeah, this is why this is my tool. Yeah. You know, this is how I keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what can be more powerful than that? Cause it's what's meaningful to you and it's not going to be the same reason for everybody else. So it's like, dig in, dig deep. And it's okay that you might not always feel motivated, but like, let's get clear. Why not? And sometimes, yeah, you just go right to like, okay, no, we need to do this. So let's go to the toolbox. <laughs> we need to make it happen. Like t- sometimes you need a little tough love. Heck yeah. It's a fine, it's like a dance, right? Yeah. You know, some self-love, some compassion, and then some tough love. And I also remember one time you said, you know, it's a roller coaster ride, but it's not the end of the ride. Heck no. Yep. I love that. And I do too. I do too. And it's something that I personally think of a lot because there are ups and downs, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you're, you're right on and you're right on target and it feels great. And like you said, sometimes you're uncomfortable or it's just not working out this day. And so you have to realize the ride's not over. You're, you're still going. Totally. It's still moving. Totally. And you get to decide when that ride is over. Like I know for me, Oh my gosh. Like when I feel like I'm down in the dumps, like I'm in the mud, like I can't see clearly. So it just feels like things are all wrong, but I know that this is literally just five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour of my day, a whole day of my entire life. Right. It's not the end. It's just a moment. And like, if I allow myself to kind of feel the feels, 
and then work through it, I see that there's more to the other side. Like just enjoy the ride. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And honestly, some of the lows are our greatest teachers. You know, some it's those experiences that push us to grow. That's a very good point. And I would imagine that you get very excited when you see your clients, the people that you work with, start to really get up that ladder, climb those steps. And that's got to be a great feeling for you. Oh my gosh. The people I work with, they are amazing. Like I just think about some of them and like where they first come in and they start talking, you know, what we work on and to like where they end and like where they're at after, you know, however many months it's like truly remarkable because, you know, a lot of it is like self-concept. Like how are you seeing yourself and how are you seeing the world and how are you going to show up in it? Right. And it's like, you do the work, you keep showing up, you do the work. And sometimes, you know, the progress is like two degrees. It's, you know, two inches. But when you do that, you know, month after month after month, like what would that do for you? And just to see them grow because it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And like everywhere you go, there you are. So it's like, you want to show up as like the best version of you. You know, it's like, you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection, but it's like, how can you get to a place where, you know, you feel like you're showing up as your best self and keep enjoying the process. Like it's never ending. So like we might as well get on the ride and enjoy it. And I do, I do enjoy roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Top thrill dragster. I know. No, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed this time with you. Oh and my gosh, so fun. I love your energy and, um, and I love your passion for your work. And I really hope that um, our listeners have had an opportunity to take a few tips and, you know, realize that it's, uh, it's, it's progress. It doesn't, it's going to take time. It's a marathon. It's not a race, you know, all these things that just kind of help us get through the day and how, how important it is. And so I hope you'll come back sometime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just let me know. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. So how can people connect with you? Yeah. So you can go to my Instagram. It's at low nanny. N-A-N-N-I. You can find, you know, it's a whole array of life coaching, personal development mindset. Um, I also incorporate, you know, a good portion of my life on there because, you know, I got to walk my talk and show you that, you know, I'm out here being authentic, doing what I think is best for me. And then I also have a website. You can get that link on my Instagram. But if you don't have an Instagram, it's uh, laurenanny.com. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your shows. And let's grow up together. <laughs> <laughs>